Welcome to Sudbury Stories. Sudbury is full of amazing individuals that are doing some incredible things, making this city a better place. It's my goal to get the word out about good news stories local to Sudbury and highlight those individuals like Carrie here that are having an impact and making Sudbury a better place. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario? Carrie LaMarche has recently been selected as the executive director of Kiwi Park. Her background in health and wellness coaching, sports administration, and marketing, as well as receiving her MBA from Laurentian University, make her a perfect blend of business smarts with a passion for fitness and the outdoors. On a personal note, I was told she had almost made the Olympics in a past figure skating life. She has three kids, as well as kittens, chickens, dogs, and lives at home with her husband Gil on a country property in Lively. Somehow with being a busy mom and a background that includes running several businesses, she finds time to volunteer her time and has previously sat on the Human League board, as well as Get Active Now, both boards passionate about giving kids opportunities to have access to organized sports and healthy living, as well as being a founding board member with the YPA in Sudbury. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the mic today, Carrie. Yeah, thank you very much for having me here. I'm excited as well. Yeah, and it was been like we were just chatting a little bit off mic, and it was an exceptionally busy weekend for you. Yeah, we had our Kiwi Park kickoff event so passes coming into play we thought we'd have a really fun event more like an open house style so we had cross-country ski lessons we had fat biking we had geocaching for kids um, really come out skate on Nina's way you know see what it's all about and purchase your pass or pick up your pass if you've already been a great supporter of Kivi and purchase them and I think this is like a good opportunity to get you on the mic because there's just so much I think it's it, there's people like whether they're kind of frustrated by the community but yeah. like I'm a huge fan of it personally like because I think it's you know I want to see this I'm, I'm a big person to see 20 years in the future kind of thing with everything Absolutely. and this the, a park can't exist that spends this kind of money and it offers yeah. this amazing things to the community if there's no funding for it. Yeah. So you know it's the same price basically I'm paying for my Naughton Ski Pass right now and for that we get to use the Nina's Path, we get to use the cross country, we get to use Fat Bike, we get to use whatever we want for yeah. for that. But but tell us a little bit about what's the thought process that went behind uh, the charging and like yeah. there's a few different categories as well as the, uh, there's that, that under like if there's, if somebody can't afford it there's a, an accessibility grant yeah. as well. So tell us a little Absolutely. bit about the background that went behind this. So we're a non-for-profit officially as of January 2nd. So as being a non-for-profit, we're not-for-profit and you need to find sponsorship, community support, and the fees were always an intent to, you know, it's, it's a model that every non-for-profit uses or like Science North uses it, the ROM uses it, the ski hills use it. It's just a simple model of if you use and enjoy and love the park, then can you pay a modest fee to help support? And then that's one component of our sustainability plan. But because we understand accessibility is an issue for a lot of people in Sudbury, and we don't want anyone denied from the park, we did come up with the accessibility fund. Yeah. Which is amazing. So you can it can be funded through corporate sponsorship, um, and it can also be funded through the pay it forward passes. I love the pay it forward pass. I was yeah. on your website and I kind of noticed that where like you have the option of buying one pass or one pass plus a pass for somebody else or a family pass or a family pass for yourself and a family pass for somebody else. Yeah. Are you guys getting uh, some like buy into that right now? Or yeah, how is that? absolutely. Some people are looking at can I just you know can I give you fifty dollars instead of spending a whole you know yeah two hundred or whatever absolutely because every dollar really counts. This year um, is extremely special to us because for every dollar that goes into the affordability fund is matched by an anonymous donor up to a hundred thousand wow. dollars really yeah so potentially by the end of the year we could have two hundred thousand dollars in an affordability fund that's so amazing mm -hmm. wow like i didn't even realize that that was the kind of going on in the background but yeah. it, i think it just shows um like obviously like if we kind of you know even take a step back the park's what three years been around now four years kind yeah. of thing? it's yeah. still like Absolutely. relatively new for Absolutely. Sudbury. Yeah. and i remember driving by 
five years ago, six years ago, just seeing this big open field. I think there was a, always an outdoor hockey rink there. Yeah, yeah like because yeah. the school shut down for the last number of years. Yeah. But the outdoor hockey rink and the, maybe a basketball court or something like that. But yeah. it was just a big piece of nothing. And then yeah. you guys, like, well, Lily Fielding is probably, yeah. it was it started with her. And I don't know if she yeah, was actually there shoveling in. Yeah, she probably was. <laughs> digging <something>. in. <laughs> but, like, like to, to be able to create this amazing park, and I think it's one of Sudbury's top attractions now. You're like, obviously, yeah. Science North would be number one. But, mm-hmm. like, whenever I tell people from out of town about Sudbury, what's the exciting things, or we have guests from out of town, yeah. like, the Kiwi Park is definitely one place that we're hitting up, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Nina's Way has got a ton of attraction just because it, it is so spectacular at night. So the trees are lit, it, the path is fully lit, the music's going, um, you've got the fire it's going at night so it's quite magical so as far as you know the, the imaging and stuff that's shared on Instagram and, and Facebook and some of the, the bloggers the travel bloggers and tourism bloggers that have come up we, we've really got a lot of traction Ontario and provincially, provincially wide and, and nationally wide do they that. give you a heads up when they're coming up or they just kind of show sometimes, up sometimes like... yes sometimes no so the Narcity post that just went around she didn't tell us we didn't even know and, and we sort of and stumbled across blog. ourselves it's, a, it's absolutely massive yeah um, and she had a great time obviously at Nina's Way and, and it really flew from there so the like Nina's Way came about with is it the second year or the third year that there's Nina's last Way? year it opened in March so last it was really short season and last um, year like it was like the most frustrating part that I experienced last year with Nina's Way is just like it was just packed every yeah. time you go there like I'm trying yeah. to be there with kids and my kids are you know not the best skaters so yeah. like, and there's like literally like 300 people probably out on the, on yeah. the loop at the same time and so that, again I think with maybe there's a little bit fewer people with the you know with being charged but it's yeah. those people are there and they care about the, the long term um, the long term of this park here but then also like you guys have added the lights the music and then the the cabins fire pits, and fire cabins. pits. Yeah, yeah so we have fire pits so the fire pits are lit saturday and sunday typically at night um so it's really magical you're sitting in your muskoka chairs sitting around the fire pits uh, this did you weekend, provide the marshmallows or this weekend they did and i was like you know okay uh, you know on certain occasions i'll have marshmallows um but yeah so there was marshmallow roasting but there's the fire pits surrounded by muskoka chairs and then the two warming skate shacks so you can go in put your skates on and you're warm and dry and your feet don't oh, get wet i was wondering if, like are those ple- like people rent them and sleep overnight yeah, or yeah, what yeah. Is that? but it's, it's like cold, it's, it's basically like the uh like like science north pass you've got their little like the little huts at the beginning yeah. and the end kind of thing so exactly. That's what you guys have to yeah. kind of be like people warm up. And it's been fantastic weather too, like minus one, like yeah. zero degrees. That's guess, not great for ice though. <laughs> not great for ice. And I, I think I saw yesterday it was uh, closed early or something like that yeah. due to trail conditions. It started or... to rain. So we were we were just packing up from our Kibi Pass kickoff event and the rain kind of came in and the path got a bit uh, a bit soft. So we're going to close it down today because we anticipate to, um, the strikes. Yeah, yeah. Lots of, we get lots of kids out on, on strike days, you know, which is great to, you know, not sit in front of the TV all day. Uh, so we want to make sure it's great for, for tomorrow. So we're going to... Fantastic, fantastic. So yeah, like obviously the growth there, and like where did, did that start with just someone's envision that like this is what we want to build kind of thing? Is it like they've seen it down south or like like where did that how did that come about? Yeah, it was an anonymous donor who wanted to make it happen, and really, yeah, yeah. So we uh, looked at Arrowhead and, and got some best practice advice and figured it out. Yeah, fantastic. And you guys have done such an awesome. Is that the most um, the most is it the busiest part of the park right now? Is it the most like like where people are like jumping? That's what they're coming for. Or yeah, what is right it? now it is for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, that, especially that. at night, and so you'll even see uh, some of the kids will start Instagramming their posts and stuff, and all of a sudden like drones of children are coming in. Really? Because right? yeah. it just sort of catches fire. I'm like, oh, that's so cool! I'm gonna meet you there. Yeah. So that's great. so fantastic, and you know, like I, again, it's just exciting to see where what what like what you've come from, and basically starting with an old high, like a mm-hmm. old school field, and then what you've been able to to create. And I feel like it's just like you turn around then. They, like last year that wasn't even there early in the year and then March you know you turn around yeah. and the skate pass there and like, yeah. I don't know what you guys you guys are always do, building something next I feel yeah. like you know it's going to be like that in the future as well yeah absolutely so in addition to Nita's path what else you guys got going on there 
that's it for the year, I think, for now. Like, that's our, our biggest... But you guys have the cross-country... Oh, going on right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. as far as big investment. So there's cross-country skiing. There's hiking. Um, some people will bring their snowshoes, but it's not necessarily... It's, it's more of a pack-down trail. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've got the classic ski and the skate skiing. And then fat biking is actually something that everybody should try. It's super fun. And even if your your children are, you know, eight years old, nine, there's still fat bikes that, that can fit. And we have Adventure 365 on site. Uh, and they're great supporters of us, and they so any rental equipment you need is and, there. Like I took a look, like it's you could do like one hour or three hour renters or something like that. And it's like twenty five dollars. Like it's pretty cheap to yeah. be able to get out there if you want a full day. Maybe it's a little bit yeah. more money, but and like, your passes are in your rental. So if you just want a day pass, your day pass is actually in your rental. So when you come rent a fat bike, rent your skis, your day pass is included in that. So we're not charging you you twice. It's all, all fantastic. Included. Yeah, really really cool. Yeah. And is there like is there any issues with capacity there? Like they've all, they've got enough bikes all the time, or are they running out all the time? They have tons. Yeah. I mean Christmas time on those sort of busy when you've got your family coming up, um, but on a regular weekend, no, absolutely we don't run out. So how many like kilometers of uh, like the the skiing pass do you guys have now? Like or the hiking pass and stuff like that? Like is there yeah. like do, do you know? Fifty five in total. Fifty five yeah. kilometers. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's way more than because of kilometers that I can ski. That's for sure. You could stay busy for a few days in there if you stayed for sure. Yeah, and uh, so like, what's your favorite activity when you're getting out there that you're up to? Skiing. I'm not a great skier, but ski skiing is definitely next on my list because I feel like with the figure skating background, I'm like, oh, that looks so much so similar to to that sort of mechanism. So right now I'm just classic skiing with my kids. Uh, but that's the the next skate skiing is the next year. kind of yeah, uh, adventure that you're gonna get up to. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And and let's like, walk it through. So just January second, I think you said was when you guys were incorporated as a not for profit. Yep. So like with that, there's gonna be a big board of directors and yep. things like yep. that. That's obviously a lot of change. Like, um, is it like is it a few individuals that were kind of passionate behind that, or is it because that this is where you guys saw the push going long term towards something like this, or yep. why why did it why the switch to a not for profit? I think they always knew that was part of the sustainability plan. I think without having, you know, an executive director dedicated to the full-time growth and commitment to it, and then a board of directors to sort of guide it, capital fundraising, and then we knew we've got also an executive committee. So we have our board of directors. Our executive committee, they're more like hands-on deck. So we've got 10 super passionate people who are just out there like... 10 on the executive committee or 10 on the board? We've got 10 plus on the board and then we have 10 on the executive committee. Wow, yeah, that's that's amazing to see that there's that much involvement and that much... Again, and it's like, it's one of those things where you have all these random anonymous donors that are giving back to it because Mm -hmm. it's just, again, it's just such an awesome part of what Sudbury's been able to to create and and deliver on, right? So Yeah, it's easy to stand behind because we all know um, the benefits of physical health and mental health of having something like that in our community, right? And that it really is your background, right? It's yep. like teaching kids about sports and teaching kids about like health and like yep. whether it's mental health or like like nutrition health. So like like obviously you've got a passion for that. Tell us a little bit about your background in terms of like why why that's exciting to you and how this yeah, has been a good fit. For sure. So obviously growing up in sport as a kid, uh, kind of ignited that passion. And I'm from Sarnia, Ontario, so I'm not from Sudbury. You're an implant. So, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and I love it. I'm never leaving. So I came up here, uh, went to Laurentian for the SPAD program, moved down south, and you know, was like, what am I doing in this big city? I was spending all my time on the highway coming back up here. Um, so I came back, I did my MBA. Um, and that's, like you said, it's sort of that brick and mortar that I need to, to help run the park. And then, But I think as I'm working for a non-for-profit, you need that passion. And in my life, I've seen firsthand myself personally and, and through my clients just the impact of being physical and being outdoors into nature and what can that can have on your life. And, you know, there's not a lot of huge cities who have this like, ginormous park and opportunity to get outside every day, get fresh air, move their bodies and, and get that physical and mental impact that they can. So was this, is this something that they recruited you? Because like I look at the paper and I'm just like, wow, this is like, she's a perfect, yeah, yeah. perfect fit. Or is this, you saw the opportunity and you jumped at it? No, like, it was kind of like one of those magical things that happened. You know, um, I emailed a few people and said, I love Kitty Park. I'm there all the time with my kids. My kids play on the playground. I go for a run. Anything I can do to get involved. 
involved and that's how the involvement started and then you know I knew they were looking for a, a, an executive director and I just thought wow maybe this, you know, could, be this, dream this could be that dream fit right where you actually go to work every day and you're like hey this doesn't feel like work like every day I'm you know I'm passionate and I'm loving what I do and it's it's an everyday commitment we were just talking yeah. about like it sounds like every single weekend there's some sort of event or you yeah. know like a race or whatever it is that's going on so this past weekend what was it that they had there uh, we did the Northern Cancer Foundation Ski Lobbit. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. And I think two weeks before that, they had their, uh, and again, Northern Cancer Foundation had their trek for cancer. So there's like tons and tons of people out on their snowshoes doing the trek. And yeah, so there's there's always something going on, even in the evenings. I mean, we don't really shut down, right? So you can go for an evening ski, come for, a, you know, a skate till 8 p.m. till the lights go off, but... Is the uh, ski track lit up at all? Do you guys have any loops, uh, like parts that's lit up on the ski it's track? All lit. It, the whole ski yeah. track is. Oh lit. no, the ski, the, sorry, yeah, the, the skate. Yeah, no, but that's definitely in the works. That's, that's in the works, de- yeah. definitely a plan to have some sort of nighttime skiing. And that's the t- toughest challenge with myself. Like that's why I love the not in ski for mm-hmm. the outdoors. Just like I'm too busy during the day. Yeah. Like, so if I can get out, it's usually like at six o'clock at night or something yeah. like that. And then with Sudbury, it's dark at exactly. five. <laughs> so if we like, it, that's why with not, I can get that small little loop that's yeah. all lit up, and I, hopefully you guys have that on your radar Absolutely. in the future. Absolutely, that's so. definitely yeah, definitely a plan. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and like I said, it's just so awesome to see um, your, your success in terms of like where you're, you're such a good fit, to, to like especially with the health and wellness side of things. And, uh, and you kind of hit on it already where I feel like there's been this big push, especially over the last maybe 10 years, where we've got away from this uh, mentality of, you know, we need to go and be successful, quote unquote, by making lots of money and right. this kind of thing. Exactly. And success is really like having this work-life balance yeah. and, you know, being nutrition and like like putting the, your health above all else kind yeah. of thing, right? So, so like, because you ran, a, like, what was the health and wellness business you were running before? Yeah, Biden Health Coaching. So I'm but, still doing some corporate uh, wellness because, again, it's my passion and, and Kitty Park's a good fit in there. But even in corporate wellness, we teach people, like, it doesn't matter if you want to take over the world or make a million dollars you gotta have your health first right for the energy for the sleep for the you know even your brain to work every day to make you smart enough to reach your goals you know health has always got to be that foundation it's just so so true right and like if you want to be like for me the, the actuality came around with it when I started having kids I'm like okay well these kids are very small now and I yeah. want to be here when they're very big right exactly. and I want to be not just like sitting around on a couch watching them play yeah. I want to be that guy playing with them when you're taking the park take when you're park or, exactly right so like that's uh, that's why you know you like for me that's when the big shift happened in my mind kind of yeah. thing but so it's, it's awesome to see that you got people that are passionate like yourself in the community that's for sure absolutely we've got our I think everyone should strive our biggest volunteer is Lloyd and Lloyd's at the park every every day and Lloyd's 83 and you know he's everyone's sort of hero because you know he's fantastic he's on his feet all day and really 83 yeah. year olds and he's yeah. there volunteering or just like every day every day that's amazing yeah, yeah. he's and great it, it almost takes like these little stories with you have people like that that are yeah. kind of role models right so, yeah for sure yeah so so you got a lot to thank with Lloyd I guess for sure uh, I think a lot of people look at the park and they'll be like oh like what's the difference between a city park and what like like a privately funded yeah. park like Kiwi Park kind of thing so like is there other privately funded parks in Sudbury that I can't think not of? Not that we know of. No, and I, I mean, we got we did get some feedback on that. You know, every other park or playground that we go to, we don't pay. But you really do because it is your municipal taxes that run the park. So the city 100% takes on the burden of running those parks. Um, and in our case, um, we don't have that. We're privately funded. So so we don't have the property taxes coming in to, to fund it. And that's why we're a non-for-profit. And that's why we look externally to, to yeah, help fund. Yeah, and that's what I think the biggest, like... And it's just a different model, right? We're yeah. just not as used to it not kind of thing. To. And it's just like, yeah, like there's so many city parks around town, and but none of them kind of offer the same thing. And, and I guess if you have, um, there's not a hit on the city or anything like that, but if you have a private park, if you have private donor money, then you, you're free to act quickly and you don't have to wait for like approvals on a mm-hmm. hundred different yeah. things before you go and you put a new play structure or something yeah, like that. Exactly. And if you want a million dollar play structure, which we've made, we were allowed to do that, right? So I mean, our play structure is absolutely stunning and top of the line and, and we were able to do that because that's what 
we wanted to do. Was the play structure there right off the bat? Because I like I like like I love how there's different play structures. You've got kind of like like well, yeah. first of all like the, the like the even the almost uh, what do you call it uh, like a zip line for the kids kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also like the nature one where it's like just like the like yeah. the logs and things like that to play on. Yeah. Was that all part of like the original launch of Kiwi? I believe so, but I wasn't there when it happened. So I mean, I'm only only came in originally as a user. Yeah. So it's been there since I've been going and, and having my kids go. Yeah, and that was kind of early in like in our like experience with Kiwi Park too. Yeah. That's where we'd come to bring the kids for like these amazing play areas yeah. right so I feel like they might have had like just trying to think back myself they probably had like the hiking pass at first but like that yeah, was when your kids are that little you're not you're not hiking you're not hiking at all yeah they was a, the, everybody was taking a picture of uh, like a tree with a oh the wishing tree the wishing tree I think that was kind of like the big first yeah. the, the first kind of photo uh, photo that went viral yeah. for Kiwi Park is that still there is that it's there like, yeah we had to put a fence around it that's what I heard you yeah. people were <laughs> getting yeah. too close yeah. and the, the, the trees are a little bit precious there yeah, right for so sure. yeah fantastic fantastic so uh, so if you if you look back to it and you said I think you kind of commented on how having the NBA let you have that bricks and mortar kind of you know that yeah. that uh, that strength in your resume. But yeah. what did you learn in your NBA that you're basically using on a day to day basis now? Like, is uh, there anything that you can point to? I think it's just I think after you you get out of university, you sort of take for granted what you know, you know, because you're just using it on a daily basis. So definitely, I think even the marketing tools and just you know, we have thank goodness a really good accountant because that wasn't my strength when I did it. Uh, but definitely the marketing. I think even going back to my SPAD. Uh, corporate wellness and then just that promotion of sport and physical health was really seated inside me so I, I use that on a daily basis for yeah. sure yeah is there any professors that you remember having at the wrench or anything like that because you're I like, just ran into Ron Mulholland so he was our my marketing professor and he was at the park buying his pass so you know full circle right there there we go yeah the circle of life yeah. <laughs> fantastic fantastic well it's uh, like I can't say enough about what you've been able to accomplish there and it's like it's one of my favorite things to, to promote with Sudbury and then also to be involved with uh, from like bringing the kids you know and, yeah. and, and using on a daily basis is there any big future plans that you guys have? And I'm, there might be some yeah, privacy yeah. there, but yeah, is there anything yeah. that you can kind of share? No, I think the expansion. I think with our board of directors and our executive committee and the passion and the, the vision that the people that we're working with right now have, it's almost like you know, the possibilities are endless. Uh, definitely we want to expand trails around Crowley Lake. Yeah. Um, so there would be another 10-kilometer extension. That's close on our, on our vision. Um, and then after that, you know, like I said, the possibilities the are endless. Well, let's talk a little bit about Crowley Lake too, because I think a lot of people see it from the winter perspective. Yeah. And like winter's right now, and we think of Nina's Park and we, or Nina's yeah. Path. And but you like Crowley Lake just kind of appeared from nowhere last yeah. year on social, at least, anyways. Absolutely. And you guys got like so it's a private lake almost. Is it private lake all within the property, or is it? I don't think so because you can't actually own a lake, but I'd have to double check that. But it's it's not like it's it's solely on uh, on uh, Kiwi Park land. The and Raff Lake Road also. And Raff Lake Road. So yeah. Raff Lake Road, you take to Crowley, and then we have an outpost building there. So a gorgeous outpost, and it's all it has your life jackets, your kayaks, your canoes. So you your can drive boards. right to. Yeah. The yeah. Okay. I know because I personally, before I got this job, I thought, thought yeah, I had to hike to it. That's what I thought too. And I'm like, I'm gonna get lost. So I'm never gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we're gonna have to have like pack our lunches and like go for a day and feel like you're out there. Portage a canoe in with you. I know you can drive. Know that either, so um, so yeah, you drive down Raff Lake Road, you get to the end, we have our outposts, and there, like I said, you can rent all your, your water fun for the day, and you know, you can paddleboard over. And you said it's like it's a beautiful, like it's a, not a large lake, but a small lake, clean lake, and it's like it's not busy at all. So you've got yep. paddleboard uh, paddleboards, yep, kayaks, canoes, and life jackets are all set up so you can rent them for the day. Are there. you allowed to go fishing or anything like that? Or are you I guys, no, I'm, I'm assuming you can. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, I've never been asked that before, yeah. yeah, you can definitely go with your kids for the day, so you could like get everybody on a paddleboard, pack your lunches, and paddleboard across, and then come back and if i have a membership to kiwi park like do i have to pay extra for renting kayaks for renting like but that? there used to be a docking fee but so that's gone and now you can rent or bring your own bring your own kind yeah, of yeah absolutely so that's it's a- definitely a hidden gem and like you said lots of people right now are thinking kiwi winter but summer you've got the playground you've got the hiking trails you've got the still the fat biking you've got the regular biking you know you've got 
so much more like, yeah absolutely. yeah and i think this is just again this other thing where you guys can just you know continue to expand on yeah. it and you know keep blowing us away with your product offerings absolutely. every time we turn around well let's it is a Sudbury podcast so i want to do kind of yeah, want to yeah. bring it back locally too but if i had to ask you to describe Sudbury in one sentence what would you say great place to raise your kids great place to raise your kids and you're from sarnia originally too so yeah like, this i'd is rather a... raise my kids here <laughs> is gill from Sudbury or like what was that warren, warren so yeah. like yeah so just a rural Sudbury, but you got and yeah. you came here for school and that's kind of how you fell yeah i came here for school and like i said i moved to toronto and every weekend i was driving up because my my family has a camp here in alban yeah uh, i said cottage when i grew up and i call it a camp now um and i was driving on that highway every weekend and i'm like why am i doing this i don't like toronto and i'm just coming to see my friends and hang out at camp every weekend so i packed her up and moved back perfect fit fantastic and so like like on um, this kind of leads in the next part but your what's your favorite part about living in Sudbury? obviously the access to the outdoors by the sounds of it. yeah there. yeah absolutely and i have to say to even camp so my parents are from still in sarnia my brothers are toronto and waterloo but we all come together at camp all the time so having that home but not really home like you don't have to travel all over Ontario to see everybody everybody comes to me and we hang in the camp so that's that's amazing yeah and is it like you guys celebrate big uh, like family holidays and stuff like that like you guys are all going at the same time basically is it like always you yeah go for Christmas or is it just we over used to go for Christmas there's too many of us now and we each have two dogs we have six dogs all together which is too much <laughs> in one camp um, but we definitely do like long weekends and summer weekends and and we call them sibling weekends when we kick our parents out they're not allowed to come and just the siblings come and hang out so. that's awesome it's yeah. awesome to be such a tight-knit family uh you know i've got that bond with my sisters as well kind of thing and it's great yeah. to see that you've got that as well so um if you could bring one thing to sudbury that you think it's missing is there something you'd bring up yeah a restaurant on the water restaurant on the water oh, it's so frustrating i feel like we've got 330 so lakes, many in lakes city. and we can't eat dinner on any of them yeah and it's just like you see you go to like vancouver would be like an yeah. example where like you have that all the time but even some where like north bay is like Barry, invested. i think as well Barry, yeah and like barry's got that like water park where like you did all mm. these like tubes and yeah, like outdoor yeah. activities or whatever but yeah so many places have invested on their, their waterfront and it would be great to see i think somebody do that yeah, as well I so, so i love that point that's for sure what kind of restaurant would it be what's your favorite i don't even care if i can get a date with my husband on water and a lake it probably only happens once a year right so i'll take anything at that point <laughs> fantastic fantastic and what's like so you've been here since so 2010 is when you started here, here 22 years 22 years yeah, yeah so. other than my small stint in Toronto, like, so like over the 22 years what's been the biggest shift and then change in Sudbury you've seen happen I think diversity I think when I came to Sudbury it was people from Sudbury and everyone who lived in Sudbury's grandparents were from Sudbury and their parents were from Sudbury and you know they would go away and come back and come and raise their families and then Sudbury you know that the secret of Sudbury being a wonderful place kind of got out there and now we've got people from all different cultural backgrounds you know people who grew up all around the world all around Canada wherever and, and now they're coming to Sudbury to to raise their families and to, to stay. That's so fantastic. And I feel like that's kind of the comment that everybody's saying. And it's like, I like how you worded that it's the secret hit and the hidden gem that we've, that we've the rest of the world, or the rest of Ontario is yeah. starting to find out about it. And I think yeah. that's only going to continue more and more. Yeah. So. When they found out we didn't live in igloos anymore, right? That was the, <laughs> the rumor for a while. Exactly. Well, maybe on Needham Path there could be a few igloos yeah. there in the future. <laughs> maybe rent out an igloo for the night or yeah. something like that. Fantastic. So we're going to close off with some rapid fire questions. Um, what's your favorite winter activity? I'm boring skiing. Yeah, it's downhill, yeah. cross country, or cross country, cross country. Yeah. Of course, at the yeah. Kiwi Park. What about summer? What's your favorite running. summer? Running. And yeah. is it trail running, running on the road? Like, what are you? Ah, uh, I don't even care. I mean, I prefer trail, but anywhere always. Are, are you working towards? Have you run some marathons in the past, or what's there? Do you have any big goals going on? I did half marathons, and I did a few five Ks, uh, just to slow down my mileage. And then uh, now I'm nervous. I should have a goal. Yeah. I'm nervous to fail, so I don't want to set myself up for anything. But yeah. You're you're just enjoying the run. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right now, fantastic, fantastic. And are you listening to any podcasts right now? 
Crime, CBC, anything true crime, for some reason, it's kind of got me hooked. Yeah, I, the, the CBC had that one uh, that uh, I couldn't let go. Someone Knows Something? Someone Knows Something, yeah. yeah. That was, really that's really what good. got me like, kind of kicked off on it. He's just such, he just words things, he speaks so eloquently. Yeah. Like, he actually came up to Sudbury with one of his, with one of the Yeah, stories. with the Carrie Brown one. The Carrie Brown one, right? So, yeah, fantastic. What about any, is there any app that you're, that's on your phone that you can't live without? Oh, I'm terrible on my phone. No, I actually went almost app free for a year. Wow! Didn't do anything, just phone calls. That's fantastic. Much. We yeah. actually just had a conversation. I don't know if you're, I'm getting put you on the spot, but yeah. you said you lived at home without internet until recently. Yeah. Like that's so crazy to me. <laughs> we moved into the house and it didn't have internet, so we just didn't get it. And then yeah, we called someone because now I'll be working from home a little bit. So we called someone to install the internet, and they said they'd never been to a home that didn't have internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, like I think if we were 25 years ago, it'd be like your house doesn't have cable. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's just so common for houses not to have cable, but the fact that it doesn't have internet, it's yeah. like, wow, that's the next level. Well, I think he thought we just moved in. He said, no, we haven't had internet once he moved in. He said, when did you move in? We said, five years ago. <laughs> so. It's on your phones. So you you yeah. got what you needed for. Yeah, so. exactly. What's your favorite festival or event in Sudbury? Oh, I'm going to say anything at Kivy because I'm biased, but I think the tree lighting. The tree lighting? The tree lighting is so nice at Christmas time yeah. uh, at Kivy Park. It's just gorgeous. And once they're lit, it's sort of like this winter wonderland. So and you guys have done this for two years now, the tree yeah. lighting? Yeah. And yeah. To, like, I haven't had the opportunity to go. I, the, I, the lively tree lighting, when I think of yeah, tree lighting. Yeah, because you're lively. Like, yeah, but, it's, but tell us a little bit about what the, the tree lighting is like there. Yeah, so we have uh, corporate sponsors come in and they, they purchase a tree and we light their tree. So that we, I think this year we had 35 trees lit. So not wow. just one tree, so it's 35, 35 trees. of those. Yeah, and uh, so they come out and, and roast marshmallows. It's a skate path is open. You know, skate on Nina's way. Lots of things for kids to do. There's a, you know, they can do sledding. And then we had a storybook walk, so you could walk kids through the woods and tell them a story. Uh, the playground was lit up at night, so the kids could play at night. And then they just, you know, light the trees, and it's just sort of a winter wonderland. And Santa made it, like always. So Santa's always a big hit. Fantastic, fantastic. That's so awesome to hear. Um, and uh, for, from a local level, are you Sebri Wolves or Sebri Five? Wolves. We're a hockey family. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys get out too many games? Uh, my husband takes the kids uh, yeah. a few times a year for sure. They just love it. They love hockey. So anything hockey. Fantastic. I feel like the only times I get there is when my kids are playing at the intermission right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually happening enough lately. So. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And, and last but not least, if you had Sudbury's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I think for anyone who hasn't been out to Kivy Park, I think it's, it's it's get out there and get out in the outdoors and find something that you love and, and stick to it. You know, there, there's so much opportunity there and a lot of us get stuck in and we don't like winter and winter's long and we're in Sudbury is, you know, find something. There's so much opportunity. Come out, enjoy the park. and Sudbury's an amazing, amazing place and there's Absolutely. so much to do. And like, not only go to Kivy Park, but yeah, go, go get your pass. Yeah, yeah. Get your pass Absolutely. as well. And maybe even the pay it forward pass. I love that idea. So get your pass and maybe get a pass for somebody yeah, that's a little less fortunate. We'll get $200,000 and make it a $200,000 uh, fund. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thanks again for being on the mic today, Carrie. Thank you. That's okay. awesome. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario?